And here we are for today's episode of Mothman. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just glad we're not gonna. Did you just say that today's episode intro. of Mothman? Mothman. The, that is the, the man of, of our podcast, sir. Well, no, but it is a JFK AFK podcast. But if you are listening to this episode, you know what the name of podcast episode is or what podcast that, is. Hold on, we're gonna restart. Quiet. Three, two, one. All right, on today's episode of the JFK AFK podcast, I am Dalton, introducing your host, Cody, who is going to go over our subject today, and Jordan, who is going to add in some actual solid commentary to my counterpoints. That's debatable. Tell us uh, what we're going to be talking about today. We have have to talk about Craig. We we do have to talk about Craig, but also, um, we could always just do like the NPR intro and just be like... Okay, on today's episode, welcome and hello to the JFK AFK podcast, where we are going to be talking about Mothman, Ingrid Cold, or Ingrid Cold, Ingrid Cold, I I think it's Ingrid Cold, and other just weird and wacky shit that has been happening in Point Place West. Point Pleasant. Holy fuck! I just really bless America. We're 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 really we're really starting high up here, boys. <laughs> oh boy, goddamn. Oh. Yikes! We're gonna we're gonna beat out NPR one of these days. We're gonna be a better podcast than NPR. So I mean, yeah. NPR has three letters. JFK has three letters. AFK has three letters. We're already on the roll. We're twice yeah, the podcast of them because we have six. Well, right. but but then together it's three three three, and then if you times three three three, it's six six six. There you go. Hell I'll yeah! Hail Satan! And and isn't that some metal shit? All right, now that we just had all of our like Christian listeners just be like fuck you and just leave. Um. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Mothman, but, yeah. So, okay, before we get started on this, what do you guys know about Mothman? Literally nothing other than the fact that he has a statue, like, three hours southeast of where we live. Yeah, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Like West Virginia legend. <clears throat> he's West Virginia um, legend. What, legend? 70s, something like that? Uh, 60s. 60s. So, yeah, and, like, he, he's a giant moth, right? Right. He's a moth humanoid, right? I mean, not a giant moth, because if it was just a giant moth, you would almost call that a cryptid, not like... He is a cryptid. He is Whoa. a cryptid. He is 100% a cryptid. You guys get right Maybe. that, right? Maybe. Like, because he we'll looks get into like that. a moth hybrid, uh, it's more terrifying than if it was just a giant fucking moth. Right. Yes. Not like an insect moth. It is a humanoid moth hybrid. It is a moth man. Yes. Like if, it, if it was just a giant insect moth, it would be kind of like, oh, dude, that's huge that, that's a huge moth like holy right. shit but because that's it's a, a giant moth hybrid moth. yeah then moth humanoid hybrid auto- automatically makes it scary because humans are the scariest thing that have ever existed indeed we are so with that in mind what if i told you that there is more to this story than just mothman like we could I do probably a six-part story. series on mothman alone and the shit surrounding mothman like there is that much level of of depth to Mothman. Let's say if it comes to United Channel, do uh, a whole fucking season on Mothman. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I like I said, if you asked anyone in the world a USA folklore, Mothman's probably pretty up there on the the popularity list. Probably right there with Bigfoot, Jersey Devil. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are probably the the big three, right? Like Mothman, Maybe. Bigfoot, Jersey Devil, JFK, uh, JFK. I mean, because he didn't exist. We we proved that JFK was not real, we, and we, we that, literally that proved that. Like literally no proved it. Part he is 
Well, not even that. But you know how, like, we talked about before, like, the whole, like, Fruit of the Loom having a cornucopia in it? Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We all collectively believe that JFK existed, but he didn't. Yeah, it's a Mandela effect. Mandela yeah, effect. About that, Remember? Parents, yeah. That, we got an NADA on that. We can't. Uh... Yeah, yeah. They they closed those no, files it, and it, sworn us to secrecy. Yeah. But Mulder and Scully were very unhappy when we blew that lid off. So, yeah. But anyways. So... The story of Mothman, like the other thing that most people think about Mothman, right, is the Silver Bridge collapse in 1967. Um, that supposedly that Mothman was either a portent of doom or the cause of said Silver Bridge collapse. There's actually, if you go and you hop on Google, um, you can find a photo that is, quote, a recreation. Though I remember when I was first like, because Mothman was like my first introduction to Cryptid as a kid um like back when it was like you know green background with like black text on it like i was into mothman and i remember seeing that fit like that photo and i was like oh my god like this proves that he is real but that is super photoshopped and it it is just a reconstruction of what people reportedly saw and there's gonna be air quotes there's gonna be a lot of air quotes in this episode just just Start episode with air quotes, and then when we end, just end that air quote. I don't know where Mothman uh, arms up. Yeah, yes, it is. It is a very long time to hold your arms. I up. don't know where Mothman originated. So, like, where did? How did this uh, story start, Cody? Yeah. So, Mothman himself. We're we got to talk about somebody interesting before we get into Mothman. Okay. So, November second. What's that? Larva Man. No, not Larva Man. We have to talk about Indrid Cold. So. Say that again. Indrid Cold. I-N-D-R-I-D Cold. C-O-L-D. If you can't spell cold. If you can't spell cold, I I don't know how you got here, and I'm sorry, but I wish you the best. Um, So Indrid Cold was actually a UFO encounter that uh, an interesting individual of Woodrow Derenberger, we're going to call him Woody from here on out just for short because it's just going to make our life easier. He be Birdman, um, the arch enemy of Mothman. No, he is not Birdman. So this was in November second, nineteen sixty-six, in Parkersburg, West Virginia, just days before Mothman appeared, and just a couple of miles from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, so this guy is driving. Woody's driving down Interstate seventy-seven. He is a sewing machine salesman, and he is driving home from Ohio. Um, cause he lives in West Virginia and he commutes from West Virginia to Ohio and does all the salesman stuff. Well, he's a sewing machine salesman. So that already yes. makes it sketchy. I mean, not I mean, they used really to have vacuum salesmen door yeah. to door. Like it was it's, wild back in the seventies, man. It Well, 1966. Like, I mean, that's prime time for all of that. Like, let me show you our newest and latest and greatest sewing machine to fix all of your, your problems. Have you heard about all <laughs> Have you heard about Voltec? Would you like to sign up? So, an unidentified vehicle comes flying past Woody on Interstate 77. Okay, chasing this truck is what is in the sky is a UFO, an old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney-looking thing, just floating vertically in the air, flaring at both ends, narrowing down to a small neck, and then enlarging in a great bulge. Great bulge, gentlemen, in the center. So it stops chasing this truck, hovers for a minute. Woody stops his car 
it kind of lands and then opens a door and a six foot tall, about 180 pound grinning man comes out. Um, Holy shit. And started a telepathic communication with Woody. And he said, my name, or they call me cold. Don't be afraid. And he's obviously freaked the fuck out of his mind for obvious reasons, but doesn't feel afraid of this individual. Now, this guy's just got this. If you go and like look up recreation like images of Indrid Cold, it's this giant Cheshire cat like smile. It's it's way too big. It's terrifying. He's wearing a suit. Um, very like Slenderman aspect. What's funny though is by the way you described that, that was the mental picture that I had in my head before you even like put that picture for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he tells him he means him no harm and he just wanted to know about the human race and like points. He doesn't actually point. So according to Woody in the interview that he gave literally the day after on a radio show, um, he was saying he seemed to just gesture like in his mind, he felt him gesturing towards a city with lights. And he was like, what is that? And he was like, that's a city. That's a place where we do business and commerce. Some people live there. People typically, though, live around the outside of it. And he asks some questions. Um, and Woody asks some questions back. And he says, I am a you know sewing machine salesman. What are you? And Cold simply replied, I am a seeker. But he didn't say a seeker of what? And Woody kicked himself for not asking. At least he said he was kicking himself on the radio show for not asking for what he was a seeker of. So it was an interesting thing. Um, so, um, quick, do you yeah. No, that's actually the second sighting. Of that is Cold? technically the second sighting. The first sighting um, was actually in October 16th, 1966. But it's not necessarily relevant to the story of Mothman. So I'm, I'm choosing to actively leave it out um, just because it doesn't actually... The cryptid wiki, which I'm assuming is what you have pulled up as well, doesn't yes. actually have it listed as to where it was at. Um, New Jersey as well, it says to me. In New Jersey? Oh, yeah, yeah. In New Jersey. So not necessarily relevant to the story of Mothman, but is interesting nonetheless. It's also... There is a third one that actually does take place in Point Pleasant. Um and it takes place during the same period of time. Um, the Lily family had been reporting that a poltergeist activity in their home, uh, such as diamond-shaped lights, and Lily's daughter, Linda, was sleeping one night and awoke to see a man standing over her. Quote, it was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around the bed and stood right over me. I screamed again and hid under the covers. When I looked again, he was gone. So, What's yeah. The connection to Mothman. Oh, and, hold so, on, real quick, pause. Yeah, guys, coming soon. Episode on injured coal or injured coals. Yeah, we'll be, coming. We'll be coming, coming to you. Soon. We will do a whole episode on injured cold because I think he's fascinating. Um, so it's it's interesting, right? Because injured cold. Every time I looked up anything like further in depth with um, Mothman. Indrid Cold was always there. And the reason Indrid Cold is there, okay, this actually ties into the Mothman prophecies. So are you guys familiar with that movie and or book? No, I'm not familiar with anything with the subject. Okay. Jordan? Yeah, I, I know about the movie. I haven't seen it, but I know about it. 
Okay. So the Mothman Prophecies includes it with it, the book and both the movie include Andrew Cold as like a aspect of this. I I have been digging quite a bit and and when we do an Andrew Cold episode, I can probably get more into it, but I can't necessarily find a direct relation between Andrew Cold and Mothman other than some people theorize that Indrid Cold was there as a seeker trying to chase down Mothman and capture him with the potential theory that Mothman was a alien from a different place and planet and all that sort of stuff. That's as much of a connection as I have supposedly seen, which is also why, like, supposedly, because after, like, Silverbridge collapsed and Mothman sightings appeared, there were men in black that were showing up in Point Pleasant. Ooh, supposedly. We will get into it. Like I said, you could do a whole six-part episode on, like, just Mothman and adjacent Point Pleasant stuff around the same time. Tommy Lee lot Jones of... or Will Smith? What's that? Which Men in Black? Oh, uh, the, the ones who are socially awkward. So, because they'd, like, walk in and just, like, I don't know, I think there was a story of, like, one of them just, like, fucking trying to eat a pencil or some shit. Like, it, it weird. Just okay. straight up weird. So it sounds like the government, so we're good. Yeah, like they just show up and like one of them was like, I think there is a legitimate story of like one of them being absolutely fascinated with a fork and like not knowing what it is and thinking it's like some piece of super high tech equipment. We say that's like a skinwalker, though, probably not a real human. He's a human. They're disguised as a human in a black suit. I mean, sounds more like the wizard Potter who don't know what like rubber ducks are. Yeah. But Skinwalkers are something completely different, and we'll get into one of those in the episode. I also want to get into Skinwalker Ranch. Like, when you dive more into Mothman, and I've been finding this, like, Point Pleasant is almost like a miniature Skinwalker Ranch, if you guys know what Skinwalker Ranch is, which is like the fucking kitchen sink of weird shit. So, yeah. But anyways, Mothman himself. We're going to focus more so on Mothman himself, but I wanted to touch on Indrid Cold, just because I think he's a fascinating character. And he is somehow linked to it within like the Mothman Prophecies book, which read through most of it. I'm still working on it. And I actually um, just in my pastime and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm probably going to do like an episode on covering just that book entirely. But, um, but anyways, so um, I think it was a couple days before it was like November 15th, 1966. There was five grave diggers who saw two glowing red eyes and what looked like a giant bird hanging out there. They went to investigate it and this giant humanoid creature with wings comes swooping down over top of them and into the night. It wasn't in Point Pleasant. I don't actually remember. I think it was something with C. I'm blanking on the name, but if one of you guys pulls it up, let me know. But, um... Hmm? Charleston? No, it wasn't Charleston. Hold on. That's in West Virginia, right? Charleston? There is a Charleston, West Virginia. There is, there is. Um, no, okay, November 15th, 1966. Uh, that's the Scarberries. We're going to get to them in a moment. Scarberries and mal- uh, Mallets. Um, uh, okay, I don't actually have it on here. Well, anyways, um, November 15th is when the Gravediggers saw, saw it near Point Pleasant. November 16th, literally the night after, before it was... Re- published in any newspapers or anything like that the scarberries and mallets um two married couples um are driving and 
on Route 62 in West Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And they notice that it has wings and it spreads the wings. They get freaked out, take off in their car. Now, supposedly it started to kind of waddle after them a little bit and then took flight. In one part of the story, I've heard that it just waddled after them and then they lost it. I heard another story that it chased them in like flying, swooping at the car and chasing them and following them while they hit 100 miles an hour. Um, I also heard another part of the story where it chased them, disappeared. Then they found it again, laying in the middle of the road as if it was injured. And they went out only to find that it had actually laid a trap for them and was trying to like get them at that point. I also heard another story where an individual, I forget their name particularly, but um, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, had seen two glowing red eyes at the tree line and their German Shepherd Bandit, because I remember the dog's name, had gone after them and then Bandit was never seen again. Supposedly, there is another story of the Scarberries and the Mallets who saw a deceased German Shepherd at this creature's feet uh, when they first came across it as well. So there's multiple stories here. I don't know which one is 100% true, but I've heard multiple variations of this online from many different sources. So choose whichever one you like. Um... They went to the police station. They, they got to the sheriff. They dragged the sheriff out to the spot. In one story, they supposedly found a glittery dust-like substance where the creature had been laying and laid a trap in that particular version of the story. So, um, But in all versions of the story, they went and talked to the sheriff. Sheriff had known them previously and thought their story credible and valid and believed them for it. So it was put into the Point Pleasant newspaper. And ironically, it was a newspaper writer here in Ohio who coined the name Mothman um, in kind of a play on Batman. So they named it Mothman. There's also a report um, shortly before, I want to say it was like November 12th, 1966, but it was before the uh, Mallet and Scarberry incident where two pilots saw what looked like a giant bird with a very long neck and red eyes that was, like, standing would have been about six feet tall, um, flying near an airport there along the Ohio River. I don't remember the name of the airport, but they reported it shortly before the Mothman sightings. So that is kind of a little-known potential aside. Um, one site I saw referred to it as an Ohio Thunderbird. We'll get into Thunderbirds in another episode at some point in time. We're but racking up the episodes. We're racking up the episodes. We're going to be doing a whole lot of stuff. I'm keeping a list of these things. So we're it's going to be on for years. Yes. Yes, we are. They will. Craig's going to have to come and get us off the air. Um, so, so what I'm, I'm reading about following along online and they keep mm-hmm. bringing up this TNT area. Yes. So there was a TNT um, area during World War One and World War II um, that was a like munitions manufacturing plant there outside of Point Pleasant that has been abandoned. Um, and supposedly, in some some variations of the story, Mothman is like a mutated moth or bird or something like that, and supposedly made its home 
within the TNT area. Now, if we all wanted to go on a field trip and go hiking in this TNT area, we absolutely could. It is. I actually, totally, I would be down for that. I would also be down for that. Now, isn't it? Uh, it is next to a wildlife preserve. Yes. So, but yeah, yep. we could absolutely go hike and go into the actual oh, TNT area buildings if we wanted to. There's, um, as of today, there is just a schload, which for you people at home who don't know that acronym of shitload, schload, um, of Mothman graffiti within those TNT bunkers that are still standing to this day. So, yeah, supposedly that plays into the story as well of um, the creation of Mothman potentially. If you think he's a mutated creature, I've so also heard a lot of dimensional tunnels and, and stuff like that through the yes. wilderness too. There is a lot of abandoned tunnels out there in the wilderness and they believe that for the period of time, Mothman made his home there. Um, there were several other incidents of reports of Mothman sightings here, there and everywhere. A lot of them have been discounted as fake. Few of them have been, um, more so kind of quote unquote validated. There was a lady who, um, blanking on her name i'm really bad with names um who saw mothman at night had her newborn infant got so freaked out she dropped her newborn infant on the ground ran inside only to realize she had left it out there with this creature went racing back out to grab it as mothman was slowly creeping towards it and ran back inside this friends of of her's house and they locked the doors and they could see the red glowing eyes supposedly through the windows as Mothman was peering in at them for hours at a time. So it was so serious enough that the sheriff actually organized a armed hunting party to go find Mothman and shoot him dead. Like, they were really serious about it. So all of this kind of culminates in the December 15th, 1967 Silverbridge Collapse. Um, and supposedly, like I said earlier, Mothman was sighted at that time. Um, now there's no photos of it. There, there is a supposed photo. Let me actually grab that photo real quick and I'll, I'll post it, um, in our, in our little group chat here, um, for you guys to see copy image and paste posting it in our, in our discord group here. That is supposedly a photo of Mothman. Now. For those of you who are engaging with us in a listening medium, um, you can go online. It's uh, if you just type in Mothman photo, it's going to be like a what looks like a man just horizontally in the air with wings. It's very gray. It's a blacked out photo. It's like a man who's a moth. Yes. Supposedly that was taken um, in 2002. Um, Now, Mothman has also been sighted in other places, supposedly. You have um, supposedly seen 2007 um, at the I-35 bridge collapse, um, as well as supposedly seen at Chernobyl, though that I think was posted in the 2000s. So take that with a giant grain of salt and or giant truckload. That's like a 40-ish year gap there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of wild. There's also Friedberg, Germany. 10th of September, 1978, the Friedberg Shrieker, which was outside of a mine, um, individuals approached him. He looked like a giant man with wings, um, and he would scream at them, and they ran away. 
And shortly thereafter, the mine exploded and all of those individuals would have died in the mine. However, the miners started having mental disorders afterwards. I cannot find what mental disorders they had other than they're just like, they went crazy. So he was also supposedly seen at the Fukushima power plant in 2011. He was also and, seen in New York on September 11th. Yes, supposedly. Um, the Fukushima one is actually interesting because there's multiple reports of multiple mothmen, um, flying humanoids, uh, being spotted just before in the days preceding the, uh, nuclear meltdown. They were giving out loud shrieks, um, and were hanging out on top of the exact cooling tower that would, uh, then melt down, flew over the buildings, um, and seen supposedly by the researchers at the Fukushima power plant. So it seems so, like mothmen are trying to warn people about these things. That's one theory, that they're a portent of bad things that are about to come. Now, if people want a general description of Mothman, um, I will try to give you as best of one as I can. Think like a creature that barely has a head. Like, it doesn't really have a neck. It's very buff, fuzzy all over, and has bright red eyes um now in some depictions mothman doesn't have a head period it its head is kind of sunken into its shoulders with glowing eyes the actual statue uh of mothman if you just google mothman on google uh, and go to images you will see the silver statue there that they have in the middle of point pleasant west virginia um of mothman he has a six-pack abs which is fucking impressive what sort of ab workout he does but it's it's impressive um they actually do even have a mothman festival though because of covid it has been canceled the past two years in a row um so they have a mothman museum and they have made quite a bit of um revenue over mothman and mothman sightings and everything related to him they've even like incorporated like the um Sorry for saying like so many times. I am a child of the 90s. That is a thing that I do. Not to mean that is equivalent to anything, but... Um, oh, there you go. There's a picture of Mothman with a uh, mask on for, for COVID. Um, they're, um, they've they've made quite a bit of tourism stuff. They've incorporated a lot of injured cold stuff. They've incorporated a lot of the Men in Black sightings, which I haven't even touched on. And I don't know that I we would have time to touch on it in this episode without making this like a six hour long episode. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. They are relatively obsessed with Mothman. Here's the, the a case though, of when bad things happen, people come up with like, they fall back into this mass hysteria event. Mass hysteria is one theory. So we'll get into theories real quick. So there's a few things. Mass hysteria is one. Um, portents of ominous things to happen is another. Um, more realistic grounded theories are it's likely it could be an abnormally large sandhill crane, um, which is noted for having red crests above its eyes. Um, I can actually pull up a sandhill crane here to show you guys. Um, sandhill crane. Um, here you go. And it, it can get as tall as about five feet tall. It's not 
here we go. And they are they are common to North America. Posting that in chat as well. I also posted the reconstruction of the image of supposed sightings of the Silver Bridge collapse. So that's one theory of what um, realistically Mothman could be. The other is just a very large owl because owls can get really fucking big. Um, not necessarily six foot tall human size big, but fairly big. The largest, uh, or no, well, that's an eagle, but harpy eagles can get really fucking big and they look really fucking scary. I don't think we have harpy eagles in West Virginia, though. I, well, I mean, dude, you know, the United States has the largest population of tigers, like, anywhere. Oh, I, I believe that. We have a lot of importation problems with um, rare and exotic animals. Uh, Joe Exotic uh, being one of them, uh, a.k.a. Tiger it's King. It's not but... out of the, uh, you know, somebody could have bought a giant-ass eagle because they thought it looked cool, and then it could have but owls are also an option because they do reflect light with their eyes. So that that would be a potential um, aspect. Now, like I said, if we accept that Mothman is real, you have the portent of, of uh, potential um, doom as if, if it is trying to save people or is just a harbinger of these things. Um, potentially, like if we want to really delve into the rabbit hole which we don't have to uh but my brain oh, goes, no, that's what our podcast is for delve my, my my brain goes to the idea of like especially with the men in black and in mm-hmm. cold and then you know these things being seen throughout the world uh, could they potentially be uh interdimensional creatures uh or interdimensional beings per se that is uh, a theory that is a, a already established theory within that realm of existence of like Mothman exists. Um, yeah. Well, so similar lines. Um, so I know, I think I know you've played it, but have you played the game, the Metro series Dalton? Yeah. So the, the others in that game, the next evolution of human biology, you know, this is, it, it kind of fits that pretty well, you know, cause in that game, they can't communicate with humans. So what do they do? They, scream or make a really high-pitched noise then after the fact the humans tend to have some mental health things going on so what if mothman is just a a newer version of humans or an interdimensional human well straight up on the same lines of that there's actually i think it was on netflix it may still be on netflix i unfortunately i don't remember the name there was this really bad b movie that basically was focused around a military guy um who was in trials with other military people uh for this like super soldier program and they weren't they they had to be injected with stuff and they weren't told like what it was or what the plan was but basically it ends up turning it kills everybody but this one guy and this one girl and they basically get turned into aliens uh that they grow wings they can no longer communicate with humans they can breathe underwater. They have to be cold all the time. They can communicate telepathically together. And they end up being sent... Um, what's that? Uh, the Titan. The Moon Titan. Um, they end up being sent to Titan. Yeah, they end up being sent to Titan to live there permanently uh, because they morphed into these creatures that were no longer human. They were humanoid uh, and, and of human origin, but they transcended being human beings it was a really bad b movie but it was a really interesting concept and that sounds kind of like along the lines of this too where you know they couldn't communicate um 
you know, any other way than telepathically between each other, had wings, you know, different attributes. And so this wasn't like the started in the 60s, you know, in the 60s. And we're talking post-World War Two, you know, all, during that time when the CIA and all that, you know, stuff was going on real big uh, with the Cold War. So, I mean, it could have been human experimentation gone wrong. I mean, or animal experimentation, like we do indeed experiment on animals anyways. Like, so, you know, other, other more fun outlandish ideas that I think are fun to, to think about is that maybe Mothman is an alien from another planet that has escaped or, you know, uh, exists in, in some other like place, like, you know, or even if it is interdimensional, like they're trying to like, you know, hunt him down it it's it's brings a whole lot of like interesting aspects which ties in the other stuff assuming you want to accept um the other things as well so it's it's interesting also side note um there is okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna share this in the the group chat here um there's apparently a line of erotic mothman literature that that is out there um, this one is particularly Christ. titled "Mounting Mounting the Mothman: The Alien oh, Sex Chronicles, Volume God. Four, Volume Four, Gentlemen." Jesus. There's also a mate for Mothman, mated to Mothman, fap for the Mothman, and sexalicious ravished for the Mothman. Craig's Craig's hit the button. <laughs> Real quick on a, on a different topic. Do you, guys remember, do you guys remember the moth memes from like a couple years back? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I feel like Mothman would be the easiest creature to, you know, defeat because all you gotta do is have a light and he would just be screwed. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know why they didn't just put out a bunch of bug zappers, but you know. <laughs> because the the moth memes, you know, where they're worshiping the light. Uh, oh yeah. Those yeah. were those were amazing memes. Uh and you know, I think it just it a holds, dead format. You know, we have you know, iPhones and Androids now that have flashlights built into them. I think we're safe against Mothman. You know, you see him, you just pull out your phone, hold your light up, maybe throw it a ways away from you. He'll go stare at the light. You can escape or capture him. You know, you're good. I mean, that's why you chase the car, right? Like, Yeah, probably. So after Mothman disappeared, though, that's when the Men in Black started showing up. And they were asking people about it. There was also... Um, Another sighting, two gentlemen coming back from Ohio again uh, that lived in Point Pleasant um, shortly before Mothman arrived, had a guy, again, come down from a... It was not injured cold, but it was someone else, um, but looked like a human and um, was asking them a bunch of questions telepathically. Um, Again, like injured cold. And apparently a researcher came up to them afterwards and said... Just forget this incident happened. Don't talk to anybody. When a couple of reporters went to go ask them, they were like, yeah, the researcher said don't talk to anybody. They, they were from Ohio. They were from Ohio State uh, University. And at least I think it was Ohio State University that they said. Um, and they were like, who, what researcher? They said, oh, well, they said they knew you. There is a lot of like stuff with men in black sightings being like, yeah, no, like this Mothman stuff, like keep it down low. Or like the supernatural stuff that's kind of going on now be- in like Point Pleasant, because there's just a shitload of hauntings and stuff that, that started happening after Mothman as well. Um, they're like, yeah, just tell no one about this. And like a couple news reporters like had their offices broken into and stories like that they were working on writing stolen, um, their offices like vandalized. It was really intense for several years 
after Mothman. So there's a lot of other stuff going around it, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's all fascinating. But did you know? On- July, did you know? Starting in January through July of 2020, there was like five sightings of Mothman at the Chicago O'Hare Airport. Yes, there was. Very recently, yeah. Supposedly, at least. So, so. It, that brings up a question too, and it, it kind of like you could also think about this with like any other cryptid, right? Uh, Loch, the Loch Ness monster, monster comes to mind. So this thing was originally started in 1966, and there was five sightings of it in July, or like through January to July of 2020. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, like, uh, what gives cryptids their longevity? So that is an interesting about. question. What's that, Jordan? Is that they're fun to talk about? Well, no, not not just that they're fun to talk about, but on the realm of saying they exist, right? Like, is it because they're modified creatures or something outside of our realm of understanding that we just, they have lifespans that we can't comprehend? I mean, I get living from, you know, 66 to 2020. It isn't uh, a great feat because many of us have, you know, relatives and family that have lived, you know, that long uh, easily. But you think with like a cryptid, right? That like something that's been alive for that long um, would have had better sightings, uh, more information on it, potentially more documented if it really had existed for that long of time. So I guess... That was a big pause there. Yeah, that was a really big pause. <laughs> Might edit that out. Yeah, I will. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to jump in with this and kind of kind of expand on that idea um i i'm very much in in the camp of like probably sandhill crane or like owl or something like that something explainable but to play with the idea that mothman is real right if we if we accept that he's real and we're saying like okay well what is he because that's kind of what a podcast is about so my my thought on on like a potential explanation that would still jive with science would be multi-dimensional right but you could explain a lot of cryptids multidimensionally, right? Like so, uh, potentially like Loch Ness monster. You could you could explain multidimensionally. You could explain Mothman multidimensionally. You could explain Bigfoot multidimensionally. That's why there's no evidence of them that people find. That's why there's no like like bones or droppings of of, of scat. You know, of 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 yeah. Bigfoot shit. Just Bigfoot shit. Bigfoot scat. Um, or skeletons. Or skeletons. That's why Mothman appears for a while, disappears, and then shows up somewhere else completely different. Like, if this thing is either knowingly or unknowingly hopping between dimensions, like, and we just see glimpses of it. That would also explain yeah. UFOs, right? Like, because something is coming through the dimensions, we're seeing a part of it, but we're not seeing all of it. We're not doing seeing a, doing a callback to my episode, it could explain the man from Torrid. Technically, yes. If if it is indeed okay. correct. It would be a unifying theory of supernatural. That it could even explain ghosts, right? Like it would be someone who is in a different dimension or a different time period or something like that that is hopping between places that either is doing it intentionally or unintentionally. Which could also explain why injured cold uh, might have been in the area, because if you want to think of him as a super uh, 
you know, badass interdimensional bounty hunter, he may be uh, traveling interdimensionally to hunt down the Mothman. As well as the Men in Black, who could also be, again, multidimensional bounty hunters, may be representing a different faction who oh, has government. different fucking... different aspects. Or, yes, it like, could also uh, be government. Uh, what are they called with um, the new Loki series? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I don't know. Like Marvel, right? Yeah. The TVA. The TVA is what they're called. What does it stand for? Um, you gotta probably be super pissed the, listening to this that I don't care about the Marvel movies. Time, the Time Variance Authority. So essentially what that is, is they're time cops. Oh, yeah, time that's cop. interesting. Yeah, I could see how the men in black could be more like time cops, and then injured cold could be more like an interdimensional bounty hunter. Yeah, I mean, they could be like from the future coming back and being like, oh, we gotta like hush up this Mothman thing, and just being like, Oh my god, they have fork. Look, Klaxor, they have fork. Like forks. They such they, savages. Such savages. Here we eat paste that is nourishing and delicious. Eat the paste. Eat the paste. Just remember. Injured cold's just kind of being like a fucking creep at the same time as, you know, hunting down the small man. Apparently he was creepy because like he spoke to the guy telepathically. And also, do you guys remember, I forget the name of the movie, but, like, where the, the girl would, like, shove her hands into her armpits, smell them, and then was, like, superstar. Like, he yeah, was shoving his hands into his armpits while talking to uh, talking well, to Woody. If you, if you think about it, even, like, in society today, if you talk to somebody from a different country, hell, even a different part of the United States, it can sometimes come off as really, really weird. Yeah. I just yeah. imagine it being somebody from a different planet or different time. Mm-hmm. How weird that is just to interact with a person. Yeah, I mean, that that would be insane. Like, you don't even know how to, like... It's like, they're speaking English, but... I mean, just think about slang, right? Like, you know, if if I'm... It's all the time that you old guys don't understand. What's that? I said, I use your fancy language. Ugh. What is it? Bad. Bet, bet, fuck that, no. Squid, you squid. What the hell, what's squid? I don't know, my brother always, he he always says you're being a squid whenever you're doing something either good, bad, indifferent, you're being a squid. I'm still lost in saying. What was that stuff I was saying a while ago that you didn't understand? Oh, it it was um, Clutch, Super Clutch. Super Clutch, dude. I mean, I get Clutch, Clutch makes sense to me. I mean, once you explain yeah, that, like I coming in, like coming in clutch, like that's a phrase that old people that, use. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. But bet, I don't. I, you're Dalton. I'm singling you out because you're the only one here of Gen Z. Your generation found a way to shorten betcha or like you betcha or like got it or like great. They just yeah. shorten it to bet. Three it'll letters. It'll just be bet literally bet. just basically bet. means like bet. Bet. like I like. There's something that you think I won't do that I absolutely will do. So to just convey what I just said, you just somebody looks at you and gives you that look like, oh, you won't do that. So you just like bet, and then you go do that thing, and yeah, like that's what bet. I mean, I I understand it in that context, but in the way it's used nowadays is not in that context. Yeah, it would be like bet, Jordan. We won't talk about Mothman, and it's like. That means, yeah, like we're absolutely going to talk about Mothman. Anyway, like, like, yeah, no, yeah, in the Midwestern language, yeah, no, yeah means definitely. No, yeah, no means definitely not. No, yeah means yes. Yeah, no means no. I use no, yeah, and yeah, no all the time. 
Yeah, it's a midwestern. Yeah. It's a midwestern thing. And then ope. Ope. Yep. Yep. Oop. Yeah. Ope. Let me let me scoot right by you. So yeah, <laughs> if you're trying to. God, that pegs you from like Ohio, Indiana, like Michigan. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get right by you here. I, re- I I turned a corner at the grocery store the other night, little side story here, and there was a guy uh, coming around the corner that I couldn't see, and we about ran into each other, and simultaneously, we went both went, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Ope, Ope is a declarative Ope. statement. Ope is its own sentence. It's it's complete sentence. Yes, no, it communicates a, yes, a no. very You said sentence. it, yes, no. <laughs> yes, no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah I did. Totally. <laughs> So imagine this conversation that we're having now and then trying to do that telepathically with a being from a different dimension. Who like, who's like, does it understand just saying humans. yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. What the hell are they talking about? Oh, is it yes or no? <laughs> Andrew Colt is like, I, I don't understand what you're saying, human. I guarantee you my first reaction, like if a dude got out of his car, was big and intimidating, wearing an all-black suit, and had a Cheshire cat smile on his face, and I got out of my car too, first words out of my mouth when I saw him and made eye contact would just be, oh, oh, oh get back in my car and drive away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that there. Oh, didn't see you there, sir. Oh, didn't see you there. How are you doing this fine day in this random West Virginia street? Oh, I'm going to get back to my way. Now. Yeah. So, I mean... Other theories on Mothman, like we we've kind of covered, like what the actual like theories are, but like what are your guys' theories? Like what do you? What do you I don't have a theory, like? real quick, but the best thing I've just I've read so far about this is that there is currently a petition started back in 2020 to replace all of the Confederate statues in the United States with statues of Mothman, and I can get behind that. <laughs> oh god damn, that'd be funny. Just like just Mothman everywhere. We just abolish the government as a whole and just input cryptids into positions of power. I, I mean, if you I'm not against lizard it. people, then it's already happened. Hey, man. Hey, man. No, I don't we, care what anybody says. They're all fucking lizards. We discriminate against lizard people here. Hey, hey guys. You hey know guys. who they are. Do, do you know that watch list that we're all probably on? <laughs> we, just, we just ranked up a level. <laughs> we just went up a level. We're like... Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure, like, you know... Yeah, ex- no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure, like, ex-president, like, blinked sideways, like, and, like, I saw him, like, picking at his skin suit the other day. Yeah, you know the conversation that we cut out before this this podcast started? Oh, about uh, Blood Eagles? That, yeah. Yeah, that ranked us up a, on a, a section of... On- a section of the watch list. Okay, okay. Oh, that one's, you're, you're that using one's... the word us very loosely. <laughs> There's only one person here who who really wants to blood eagle somebody. And uh it, it is not it is not I and it it's, is not a Jordan. It's Craig. It's Craig. Craig is a freaking psycho. Yeah, Craig's a psychopath. Like we're all here against our <laughs> will chained to a wall in a basement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when I say he's pressing the button, I mean he's like poking us with a hot poker. Yeah, um, he just edits out our screams. It's fine. I think, I think though, Mothman, I mean, there, there's so many places you could go with it. Honestly, when it comes to cryptids like Bigfoot and Mothman and things like that, I, I do think that they exist. Even the Loch Ness Monster, I'm firmly in the camp with like all that stuff, ghosts, cryptids, blah, 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 you know, whatever you want to toss in there to make me sound like a nut job. I uh I think it exists. Uh, I just think it's probably still with outside the realm of our understanding, and that's nice because it allows us to have this podcast and go on these rants and, and think about things that you know. I mean, 
in my personal opinion, if I had to choose my top two, it's either some type of cryptid human or animal experiment gone wrong uh, or some type of interdimensional um, being, whether that's, you know, standard time travel or just standard, you know, typical multiverse kind of theory uh, being. Um, But I, I don't think it lives in this realm all the time consistently because I think if it did exist, um, permanently within our realm of interaction uh, with the universe, uh, we definitely would have discovered it uh, or you know had more information on it at this point. So my theory, similar to that, you know, looking through all all what we've read and looked at so far, is you know one thing that Cody didn't bring up that I was reading about was that you know separate from Mothman itself. Supposedly, there's been a lot of reports of just general everyday people around Point Pleasant having some interesting precognition type events. That, coupled with the TNT area government munitions plant, to me, could have led to some kind of hybrid animal creature that also has this precognition type behaviors. I'm going to be an a-hole real quick and just be like, can you explain precognition for people who don't know what that is? I know what it is, oh, yeah, but so. there's going to be listeners who don't. You know, Final and- Destination, the movie, it's precognition, is you know what's going to happen before it happens. So all the all the examples of Mothman being at these disasters before they happen, um, both yeah. in West Virginia, around the world, lends credence to the precognition Theory. I don't mean to sound like a dick, but if you couldn't surmise what precognition meant just based on the words precognition, I mean, you're struggling hey a little bit. Hey, but... yeah, I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's that's. Uh, I would agree with that statement, but also there's gonna be someone who listens to this episode at some point in time who's just like, "What is precognition?" And then they're gonna be driving and trying to look up what precognition is, get into a car accident, and then sue us. And then realize that we don't have any no, no, no. money. They so therefore, Dalton, because Dalton called them. <laughs> you know, I want to put uh, on record that I don't think you should know what precognition is. So I'm glad I explained it. You know, the other thing that I want to hit on real quick, uh, too, to change the topic there away from my uh, opinions, uh, <laughs> is that I do think this seriously could just be an event of mass hysteria. I mean. You have a guy driving late at night. He maybe sees something that he can't explain, so he makes a story up about it. It you have a couple who's it, doing the same thing. It catches some momentum. You know that couple, you know, is doing a similar thing. They've maybe heard about this, like whether it's just been offhand or in some way, shape, or form. They see something else that they can't explain. Which again, I'm not debunking the fact that these people are seeing something they can't explain because i'm all about you know not understanding the universe and having an open mind but then you know they go back and they're kind of like oh yeah this matched up with like what this guy said and then you know maybe this little girl hears the story so she wakes up and sees her sleep paralysis demon and kind of you know puts you know that with the whole injured cold thing and then you have suddenly an entire town in an era before google going holy shit there's something out in the forest that's trying to you know kill us kidnap our children and attack our cars and uh next thing you know mothman's born out of mass hysteria and then some big you know mass casualty traumatic event like a bridge collapse happens and everybody goes 
I don't know what to blame this on or how this happened. Holy shit, I kind of saw like a shadow. It must be Mothman. And, and that's kind of how, in my opinion, and that's a really you know basic level idea of mass hysteria. Um, I think I think what you're talking about is like synchronicities, right? Like that yeah. there is like all these things that we connect together that aren't actually connected, but we find ways that we are connecting them that we the next, the next makes them make sense. The next thing that happens, you then attach that dot back to the the, the previous dots that you've connected, yeah. and uh, so then and then it builds more and more momentum, and then it spreads and things like that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even call it mass hysteria. I mean, there's a reason why. Well, there's there's not much going on in Northwest West Virginia. Let's be let's be real. And there's a there's a reason why there are a lot of local cryptid folklore in West Virginia. People like. And honestly, it's fun to promote local urban legends. And why not, when anything weird happens, you just blame your local urban legend? Well, here's the other thing with Mothman, though, right? That that I have a hard time with. The rolling up my cardigan sleeves, so you know it's serious. Um, but right. yeah, I'm wearing a cardigan on my desk. I have badass, like badass, watch out. Yeah, yeah, badass up in here. You're lucky I'm wearing pants. Oh, you're wearing pants? I'm not. It's okay. I mean, moving on. Moving on. But the the description of of Mothman, the reason why it's hard to describe Mothman is because there is no consistent description of Mothman other than black and fuzzy wings, generally tall, but anywhere between five ten and six feet tall, and glowing red eyes. Those are the four things that people describe as Mothman. That doesn't really give you a very good image in your mind of like what this thing looks like there's you got a pretty consistent image of bigfoot yeah i I mean bigfoot are pretty consistent yeah like Loch Ness monster like generally fairly consistent jersey devil always consistent devil's advocate though do you think let's let's take Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot as examples. Do you think those two cryptids would have the same uniform um, description if it wasn't for the uh, doctor's photo of Loch Ness Monster or the River Patterson, Patterson film of Bigfoot? If those two things didn't exist, I guarantee you wouldn't have as standard of an image as you do now. Yeah, but you well, but the Jersey Devil always has the same image too, and there's no like definitive photo of that. It does it though. Yeah, I, would, so I, would, I would argue that it's not as not as strong as Bigfoot or Loch Ness monster. I mean, I would say I would completely agree with Dalton on that one. That it has a very distinct image. Um, I will say, George, like, I get it is your, very consistent. I get your point, and there can be confirmation bias in that. By like, again, you've seen an image, so then now when you see something unexplainable, you rely base back on that image but then why don't people do that with mothman because there isn't no there isn't a uniform image everybody can if you if you ask someone mothman they don't immediately think of an image that is plastered all over the media whereas if you if you ask someone hey what does Loch Ness monster look like they say oh yeah it's that picture the gray picture with his head sticking out of the water or if you oh, say, yeah. "Hey, what's Bigfoot look like?" Oh, yeah, it's the video where he turns his head, and looks at the camera, and he walks by. Like it's it's something. It's your your layperson knows what that looks like. I mean, I will give you that. That's fair. Like, like if but, you ask a layperson what does a Jersey Devil look like, I guarantee you they would not be able to give you an answer. Do you guys ever wonder about 
if there's like a realm that overlaps with ours that's just outside of our ability to see it in that occasionally we just get glimpses of it not even like a different reality or a different dimension i'm talking about like a coexisting reality that we are just maybe due to wavelengths of light or what have you just outside of the ability to interact with it and occasionally it just overlaps and we can because i read a really interesting book when i was a child about that and it was a fantasy novel like a high fantasy novel of course so it literally holds no basis in fact but it had a really interesting theory that they basically drank milk from a very specific cow and as long as they drank that milk they could then interact with a world full of you know minotaurs and fairies and dragons and things like that but if they weren't under what is basically a psychedelic i guess you could call it uh the effect of you know this milk they they could no longer interact with that realm and that's always kind of played in the back of my head when i think about like mothman and the loch ness monster and bigfoot and things like that that i wonder if it's just outside of our ability to comprehend it and occasionally we get glimpses into that i mean i think that would fall very much into like a multiverse kind of theory but like where it exists, but you have to be able to figure out how to tear through the fabric of between realities to be able to get to it. Um, but like, it's it's generally like I mean I I think that's a cool idea, but it raises questions because they would still take up mass and you would still see them, if nothing else, by the effect that they left, um, kind of thing. But it's kind of all do LSD and find out. What makes more sense to me is. I mean, just look at the world itself. You know, they're still finding new species you know, every year. You know, the the ocean floor is has been explored less than our our near you know space. Yeah. So, how many things exist that to us are you know alien, just as looking finding dinosaur bones was to somebody who was a Roman? I mean, that they took that as proof as giants. Like what? hundred, five hundred years from now, what's going to be that for us? Say it one more time, Jordan, because you guys were talking over each other. Five hundred years from now, what's going to be that same scenario for us of us being the Romans in that scenario that we think is these crazy outlandish creatures, which are really just something that we don't understand? That's actually a natural, you know, explainable creature. Dalton, go. Because, like, what I was saying is that, like, when the Romans and even, like, in the 1800s when they were finding, like, dinosaur bones, they didn't know what that shit was. And they, like, would take dinosaur bones from multiple different creatures and combine them together to, you know, make whatever the fuck they wanted. And they used it as proof for dragons and things like that. Like Cody said, giants. And uh, and then it took somebody to come along and go like oh these things don't fit up perfectly but they fit up perfectly to, you know this way and uh they basically played puzzles you know with bones and eventually figured out what actual dinosaurs they belong to i mean shit it took to like 10 years ago for us to figure out that you know velociraptors had feathers a um, lot of dinosaurs had feathers actually like yeah, and it, it so. took us just still 10 years ago to be like oh yeah also we're like putting the skin on like way too tight on the bones and like making it look really fucked up when it probably looked much beefier. I guess it does. That does play into my fact about Mothman where it's like, I'm thinking about it being from like 66 to 2020 and all over the world going, 
uh, how has this thing existed for this long? But I, I guess in reality, I mean, uh, that's not a really long time scale on the, the universe's, you know, uh, time scale there. So I mean, it, there's still people who still think dinosaurs aren't, yeah, weren't, weren't there, like, and legitly believe that. That is a thing, unfortunately. Like, there's a, a large portion of people who are like, dinosaurs didn't exist. I love how you can literally have the bones of a giant, massive animal creature. And what is it? Um, it is it is God's test, to, or like to see if we are going to believe like in it and be corrupted by it, and like to the devil kind of thing. I've heard that legit already argument at some point in time. Have either of you seen Behind the Curve? Mm-mm. Rick, I would recommend watching it. It's on Netflix right now, but it's it's a documentary about flat Earth society. Nice. And it's 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 really interesting, and it's all about you know that same kind of scenario of the the lanes people will go to to find evidence to support what they believe. You know, just like with like Mothman, we're talking about is you know all these sightings and scenarios. I guarantee everyone in those scenarios did everything they could to prove to themselves why it was a thing versus not. Yeah, it's easy to believe something when you ignore everything that's not not true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I I really come back to I don't I didn't know about Mothman coming into this. And in my personal opinion, I'm totally going to stick with my favorite theory of that. It's a a, some type of interdimensional being being hunted by space time cops. So for me, I'm going to go with the kind of accepted scientific explanation that it is a misidentified bird as the most realistic theory, but for if Mothman truly exists, right? Like if it is a giant man-sized moth creature thing, I would say multiverse would actually probably be the most sensible explanation if it is indeed real. Um, but I don't necessarily think it is real. I, I think it's think about all the so like if so say that was real right like mothman was an interdimensional creature and there was like men in black like you know space multiverse time cops that like hunted almost like scp right like yeah to hunt these things down can you well actually just like scp actually can you Mm -hmm. imagine all the like mind bending mind melting thing terrifying terrifying thing that exists just beyond our realm of comprehension. Uh, for for those of you who don't know what SCPs are, um, SCP is the Secure, Contain, Protect Foundation, um, and it is a like fictional group um, online that has a bunch of stories and monsters and stuff that they secure and keep the world uh, safe from, um, but also doing questionably ethic stuff. Um, so yeah, look them up if you get a chance. But I I would agree. Like if something like that does actually exist, that'd be a fucking cool. Um, B uh, we're now about to become D class would be my assumption. So <laughs> so yeah, Jordan, closing thoughts and theories on on Mothman. I think again, putting aside the theory that it's it's not real and it's a misidentified a misidentified animal. My my favorite theory would probably be the 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 precognition and government experiment theory coming out of that part of West Virginia. We were in the Cold War at that time, right? Mm, yeah, 60s, 60s, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean... And coming out of post-World War II, you know... Post-Korean War. I mean, 
there could have been some really ethically questionable shit going on at that time. I mean, there, there was. was. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx again. Jinx. Damn it. But yeah, no, like, uh, I definitely get where you're coming from on that because all it takes is like one little small town that the government thinks that they can uh, get away with stuff in. And, uh, well, guess what? There goes your neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, where else to do it than West Virginia, where most of America thinks they're a bunch of inbred hicks anyway? Yeah. Not that they are. So the other one that I actually really like, just as a, a fun theory that I don't actually buy into, but I, I think it's a cool idea, is the idea that Mothman and all other cryptids actually fall into this category of a tulpa, essentially. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what the tulpa is. I've this before, but I don't remember what a tulpa is. So a tulpa is essentially... It, it kind of goes back to, like, uh, like Jewish mysticism and stuff like that, like golems and stuff, yeah. where if you, like, Kabbalistic kind of um, believe, if, if enough people collectively believe something to be real, they, they almost kind of group manifest it into reality um, kind of thing. Um, kind of like, uh, that's kind of like a more metaphysical version of mass hysteria where with mass hysteria you're, you're hallucinating a thing because of the fervor of the event and then what you're talking about is like instead of hallucinating the thing the idea of the thing then brings the thing into creation yeah i mean almost like kind of even tying into you like this is a callback to our first ever unrecorded episode that that really kind of spawned all of this but um, and, and got uh, Jordan his honorific uh, doctorate, but uh, right. the Carl Jung collective unconscious kind of thing, like, and that there's like the idea of like archetypes and stuff. When we think about Mothman, you can see like those archetypes of like what a monster is. It's big, it's scary, you can't really make out what it is, and it has glowing red eyes and just a unknowable unconscious from a mary shelley novel i mean if, if one kind of in, in more depth about it you could you could say that same thing for a lot of cryptids that are just unconscious manifestations of deep held desires that humans have or fears or a fears. lot of people believe in that stuff where you know they're in the in the self-help space there's a lot of people that just believe that like, okay, if you write something on a wall and you look at it every day when you wake up and you say this mantra out loud, you'll eventually manifest the reality that you want to live in. So if that can be done, let's say in that idea. So if you wake up every day and say like, I'm going to be successful and you suddenly become successful or you wake up every day saying, I'm going to own that Ferrari. And then eventually one day you own that Ferrari. Couldn't you do the same by a large group of people suddenly thinking that there is this terrifying creature that exists yeah. in the world? Good. I mean, makes sense to me. Like, yeah, as as a potential thing, even if it just enters into the consciousness of people and isn't actually manifested as physical, but people think they see it like that mass hysteria kind of option. Like, you know, it, it them believing that they have seen it is enough for them to believe that it's true god there's a word for that and i want to say self-fulfillment but it's not there's a, a more scientific sounding word um that i'm just gonna forget about because self self-fulfillment uh you know fits the bill perfectly fine but they're basically self-fulfilling their own prophecies by manifesting this 
unconscious, you know, creation to, to fit whatever issue they're trying to comprehend. Which is, again, based on that uh, unrecorded uh, initial podcast that saw, uh, spawned all this, the reason why I am still a multi-personality theory proponent. Ugh. To clarify, he doesn't mean actual multiple personality in the sense of dissociative... Wow, words are hard. Dissociative identity disorder. He's talking about... We're not going to get into it right That's now. We'll do a whole... Uh, we're not opening that word. We can, uh, we can reach out. That, that, that was three hours of dialogue. That was, <laughs> that was three hours of just... My brain melted, and I'm pretty sure my IQ dropped six points. Dialogue. Doctor, my IQ increased. <laughs> I I left that conversation at like two o'clock in the morning, just being like, "God, my brain hurts," and like I There's just sat down for you guys. I just sat down drinking coffee and was like, and the next day I was like, "My brain still hurts." <laughs> so yeah, so, we're, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to give a public apology to for the group. Uh, that we didn't actually cover more of Mothman's story in depth. We like to bullshit here and come up with crazy off-the-wall theories. I, mean, I think we covered it quite a bit. No, we, we covered Mothman fairly well. Like, I mean, honestly, there there's few, like, little incidents and, and reportings and stuff like that. Like, but, I mean, those are kind of the big major here. incidents. Like... Our viewers come here to listen to us bullshit about the crazy off-the-wall shit, not to hear about the reported incidents that you can Google. I mean, you can Google and read. I'm not going to read Google to people. Like, but, you know, I mean, we covered the big ones, essentially. Like, if you go on, like, YouTube and it's like, you know, infographic Mothman, because there's an infographic Mothman. I mean, we covered pretty much everything that would be on there. So, I did write a script for the man from Torrid one, though, but, you know, hey, it is, what it, is. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But, I mean, I think Mothman probably bird. But in cool option would would be multi-dimensional creature. I'm thinking or metaphysical multi-being. Uh, so, have you guys seen a harpy eagle though? Like seriously, have you guys googled that shit? I have. Yeah. Yeah, they're huge, dude. They're also okay. like in Australia, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So say somebody where everything wants to kill you. Like say somebody imported a harpy eagle though, right? And like somehow that shit got released. That if that thing was just flying around and you didn't know what the fuck that was. Uh, solid contender for Mothman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, it's 1966, it's but people don't have Google, so I mean, they don't have pictures of harpy eagles readily available. Yeah, because so a harpy eagle, for everybody that doesn't know, is a bird that can literally fly up to 50 miles an hour, and males uh, can get up to like 20 pounds. And uh, they have a wingspan that's over six and a half feet long. They don't get really tall, though. Uh, I'm trying to look for uh, that stat here. Like? Uh, harpy eagle height compared to human. I mean, supposedly, uh, the harpy eagle is a bird so big, you may mistake it for a person in a costume. And, um, harpy eagle height. Kind of want one. You know? Same. Like, just be like, what? what's your pet? Just a, a harpy eagle. They, I think they, and I can't find any conclusive evidence here, but I think they get somewhere in the room of like four feet tall. Okay. I mean, it looks like there's a person here doing falconry with, with one. So, I mean, um, they, they must be yeah. decently friendly towards humans. 
So. so if something like this exists, right? And this is kind of my point of going on this Harpy Eagle thing because it's just what I know. But if something like the Harpy Eagle exists, that one looks scary as fuck, and then two gets giant for an animal, and it's not native to America, and then somehow one gets brought over and released, or say it's just something that we haven't necessarily discovered yet that's has a very small population for one reason or another and it's not common knowledge of what that thing is it's late at night it's dim there's not good lighting yeah dude you could totally mistake something like that for you know some terrifying creature uh especially because if it is a wild animal it's not gonna uh, you know, function like a human, so it's not going to be able to say like, "Hey, Jim, it's me. Sorry, didn't mean to scare you." Uh, it's going to screech at you because it's an animal, and that's all it can do. Uh, so when those stories of it like screeching at people, that totally lends credence for it being an app, like an actual animal. So, all right, I'm gonna close this here because I think we're coming up on time. Um, any closing thoughts you guys want to end with for our listeners? Um, I just want to end on the fact that I was right. Harpy eagles can grow up to being uh three and a half feet tall is the average like total length, and the max recorded ring wingspan is seven uh feet four inches. So sandhill crane is still bigger. Is it really? Yeah, it can get up to about like five feet tall. Holy shit! Um, personally, favorite bird ever, shoebill stork. Those things are cool looking. But anyways, so. Okay, so guys, if a moth man attacks you, though, flashlight on your phone, turn it on, aim it at the eyes, throw the phone, run the opposite direction. Also, treat it it like a T-Rex. If you see a moth man and take a picture, make sure it's clear. I'm tired of these blurry bullcrap cryptid pictures. Get a good one next time. I think I think that goes for anything. UFOs, UFOs, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, online. At this day and age, we have decent quality cameras in our pockets. Make sure it's a good picture or don't post it. Like And always down. horizontal, never vertical. Yes, yes. Fuck your vertical filming. This if isn't you do, if you do have crazy pictures this of isn't World Star. World Star. If you do have crazy pictures of cryptids or UFOs though, Cody will probably put in the description on where you can send that to because yes. I'm sure we would like to see those pictures. You can send it to our anchor FM page. Also, um, by the time this episode goes live and I'm finally finished editing it, we will have an Instagram page. I am going to make this one and make you both admins for it, where we can post uh, Mothman images, uh, links to different Mothman stories and stuff like that that we've referenced, um, even like uh, cover art for erotic Mothman novels, if that is your jam. Go it for it. You do you. Aliens. Don't let it aliens. be a jam. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you know, mounting the Mothman, that's that's by Ann L. Probe, if you want to go look that one up. It's the fourth one in the series. So, you know, it's someone's jam enough that they keep writing them. So, whatever. Yeah, but it's not our listeners' jam. No. I mean, we don't we don't know our listeners. We, they, we they won't be. If that's their jam. <laughs> they won't be our listeners if that's their jam. Indeed. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No, um, yeah, no about that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no. That's a good one. That's a new one. <laughs> Inventing them as we go. Um, Problem. So yeah. 
problem indeed. So we're going to have an Instagram. I'm going to make you guys admins so you can post um, all you want. So um, I have to figure out the logistics on how to do that. But I will I will make it a thing, if, even if I just have to run it my own damn self. Uh, make us a fan page for people to go follow. Um, and just get all of our stuff that we use for episodes if they want to do deeper dives or deeper readings and stuff. Or if they want to get a hold of us and send us Mothman pictures or cryptids or ufos or just you know things that they doodled onto the wall and said this was a ghost and it's just like a little sharpie outline that says boo um you know whatever so um yeah so i just want to also say for the listeners that no i will not go ghost hunting but i am more than willing to go with these guys to hunt cryptids in the forest so it's because you might get to like shoot one (laughs) can i blood eagle mothman no, you can't blood eagle anybody. He already has wings. <laughs> yeah. You gonna give him a second set of wings? Like yeah. what you gonna do there? <laughs> you can't blood eagle anybody. That's that that is a hard no. Not right, not not today. Just no. No. Um, don't make me break out the squirt bottle. So Jordan, I actually have to get with you and our our planned special guest for our ghost honey episode and Figure out where we want to go, but we'll we're gonna make this happen. Well, I've got ideas. We'll go. Where 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 are you thinking? Where am I thinking? Yeah, where where are you wanting to go? Um, I mean, we could go to my office. I mean, that's an option. Hey, I may have to go with you guys if we go to Jordan's office, just because I think that would be interesting. No, no, no. You said you're not going to go sunny. Period. You can't just change your mind when you you like the idea of the location. Yeah, I mean, can't I though? If Dalton goes. We're going to Mansfield or uh, yeah. the West Virginia place. Uh, if you guys yeah. want me to come, I'll go with the, the our special guest and you two to Jordan's office. But outside of that, if you're going to like Trans Allegheny, I'm out. I mean, Mansfield would certainly be like the easiest one too, like because that's that's real close. I think Jordan's um, office is a really sick idea though, because I mean he works there. That would be that would be super cool. I mean, uh, we can we can kind of figure that one out. I would not be against it. I've got to get permission. What's that? I do run the department, but not that area. Yes, absolutely. Which could be, it could be problematic. So don't want to like, you know, get you in trouble, but we always do. Cause you're fired. Uh, for, but it's for a podcast. It's for a good cause. Yeah, it's for, it's for a good cause, but we're popular. Guys, 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 guys. We're famous. Not, to, not to dox Jordan here, but because of where Jordan lives and where he works, we could also find some underground tunnels that we've talked about in the past. We could. We can, we go, could. To, we can go visit the, uh, the uh, what was the bar? Episode? The Ugly Tuna Saluna? No, 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 no. The one from the, that has the tunnels in the basement. The Ugly mm-hmm. Tuna Saluna has tunnels around it, doesn't it? From the ghost hunting episode. Yeah, I forget which one it was. You mentioned it. It was, it was your, bar, you mentioned the, the bar. Sky bar. The Char Bar? Char Bar, yep. Yeah. yeah. And go visit there and go uh, to the basement and enter the tunnels. Yeah. That's a really good, good idea. Um, we, could do, we could do a couple ghost hunting things. So. Heck, Ohio State has a whole system of tunnels underneath it. Yeah. Don't know that they let us in there to ghost hunt. Yeah, but... I was going to say, with your work, I mean, you could maybe pull some strings and get us in there. With the char bar, we could go and, you know, have a couple drinks and maybe, you know, see the tunnels. Uh, getting into the tunnels under Ohio State, like, what clout are you pulling to get us in there? <laughs> I mean, they do tours. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm still I'm still in favor of doing, like, either Mansfield or Trans-Allegheny, but that's just me. I would be okay with Waverly Hills too. Yeah, down we'll in Kentucky. Go, we'll go during the day to Point Pleasant. 
to look for cryptids, and then at night we'll go to Trans Allegheny and look for ghosts. Like it's a, Dude, we could do that. That is that is a legitimate thing. It is on the way. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. So if Dalton wants to see, if Dalton wants to blood eagle, blood eagle a cryptid, he has to go to Trans Allegheny. Those yep. are the rules. Them, them's the rules. Oh shit! Oh, uh, you almost got me there, Jordan. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. You got a little bit. It's pretty cold right now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not going to be till next year. So my PP went from small to like medium. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Right. With that, with uh, that I'm just edit. really poking me with the stick right now. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. Um, so, all right. Okay, you're starting back in three, two, one. All right. So we're coming into the close of our episode here. Um, let's let's end it as we always end it. Dad advice, Jordan, start us off. Uh, wagons are very expensive. Don't buy them. Are, are is that because you're having twins that wagons are expensive, or just like are you talking about wagons like that you pull behind horses? Like, yes. what type of wagons are expensive? The uh, wagon that we just purchased for the said twins was very expensive. Yeah, okay, I get that. If your kids are anything like my daughter, they won't stay in the wagon. They'll want to push the wagon from behind. Oh, for how much film this damn wagon, they're going to stay in the wagon. <laughs> oh, ye of little experience. <laughs> Dad advice from Jordan. Wagons are expensive. Uh, Dad advice from Dalton. What do we What do we got? Well, my, my subsect of Dad advice based off Jordan's is your kids won't stay in the wagon, so don't buy one. Mm-hmm. Um and then my actual dad, a piece of dad advice is if you do, again, I, I've said this already, but I'm going to say it again. If you do find yourself being attacked by a cryptid, it's oh, God. Know what cryptid you're dealing with and what weakness they may uh, be susceptible to, and then to exploit that for your own personal safety. Uh, and that does go into life as well, uh, because... You know, if you if you're out walking down a dark alley, you probably are gonna get mugged, so you might as well be packing, you know? Are you hold on, hold on. Did you just use Mothman as a way to just say stay strapped or get clapped? Yes, I did. Okay, okay. I just I just want to clarify that. So stay strapped or get clapped. George Washington, probably. That's my piece of um, uh, dad advice is always stay strapped or get clapped, whether that's with knowledge or with a big (laughs) iron on your hip. Okay, cool. So now that we've we've made our our episode of Tony Robbins meme, um, so my dad advice is uh, buy your kids that wagon, set that wagon to the side, and give them the fucking box because that's what they're gonna enjoy most. Um, outside of wagon advice, um, let's see. I would say, um, oh man, I don't know. I don't. I don't have one today. Oh, did I, I didn't think about your, this. Did I take your stay strapped or get clapped that advice? No, it wasn't going to be stay strapped or get clapped. I, I wasn't going to make that one. Um, always, always have a backup plan because sometimes shit don't go your way. And sometimes shit that's supposed to happen falls through. And you can't plan for those things. So always have a backup plan. That's plan for that plan one to fail. And always have that plan B just in your back pocket, just in case. As I was going to say, this episode of Cody's Dad Advice brought to you by running into cryptids in the woods. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I that's think we're very split on the wagon wagon issue here. I I don't think. But if to end our episode, price of this wagon, you would not be split. How, okay. Okay. For the record and the podcast, how much was this wagon? 
Are you okay. are you prepared to say? Let let's let's do pla- let's do let's play prices right real quick. Dalton. Potatoes. What? P- potatoes? It costs him potatoes? He is Dr. Potato. Three potatoes. It was more than three potatoes. I'm gonna go two hundred bucks. Ooh, nope. Five too high or too low. Five hundred bucks. Nope. A thousand? Not that much. Six hundred. So it was eight fifty, but we got it for six. Jesus Christ! Dragon did you buy? Is it a Ferrari? <laughs> Fuck! It's a wagon that I mean, it, and I mean, it's a cool wagon. Can they use it for more than three months of their life? Because that's what happens with all baby and stuff. Like it can last you. Never gonna when you're used. going to the zoo and you need something to pull the children in. Oh yeah, no stroller. I, you strap their ass in. Yeah, I took my daughter to an apple orchard with a stro- or with a wagon. She was in that wagon for all of thirty seconds and then got out and thought it was cooler to push the wagon until she just decided that she was just gonna walk around on her own. I mean, I took I took uh, my kiddo when, when the three of us went. Uh, three dads took their daughters to the Air Force Museum. Um, that's because he doesn't have kids yet. Well, he will be soon. But we we took them, and and I was the only one with the stroller. And like Derek comes up, and he's like, "Oh, I wish my kid would be in a stroller." We get inside. Dalton shows up right next to us, like, "Oh, I wish my kid would let me put her in a stroller." Being like, "You just don't give them the option. You're just like you're going in the stroller," and they're like, "Okay," and just being like, "Okay, have fun." And then they went out, and you're like, "Okay, you can get out." And then they start being a pill, and you're like, "Okay, you're going back in." Like boundaries, gentlemen. Boundaries. Eight hundred dollars strollers, Cody. I mean or wagons, I should say. I I pay that for a stroller, not a wagon. But all right, guys. Well, all right. I'm I'm actually right. going to try and in, in editing and post. And if I can't do this, I'm actually going to remove this part. But I'm going to try and end our episode with a song, which is a song I posted in our Discord group earlier. That was the Mothman song. Um, uh, that was just um, you're a really big M O T H. Um, I'm I'm gonna try and add that into the end just because my god is it good so all right yeah. so hopefully i'm i'm leaving you with these dulcet tunes right now if not what I'm episode sorry. are we on 